Hello, and welcome to the Wednesday podcast here on Posture Recaps. My name is Marissa Garza, and I am joined by my podcast roommate, as always, <laughs> Latanya Starks. Latanya, how are you? I wish I was your actual roommate during this <laughs> festive time of year. Um, and this time where we celebrate Wednesday. Wednesday. And the now Golden Globe nominated Jenna Ortega. Congrats to her. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Uh, well, as we discussed in our last podcast, Latanya, there were so many questions <laughs> at the end of last episode. Mm-hmm. We had to call in some reinforcements, call in the nightshades. I didn't know or at or the hive or both. And the <laughs> nightshade hive. Nightshade hive. And have people help us crack the cases. Since we are so happy to welcome fellow podcasters from here on PSR. You have heard them on such classics as why or <laughs> Or who, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and other uh, podcast properties across PSR Nation. Please welcome the dynamic duo of Dr. Melissa Woodward and the one and only Kevin Mahadeo. Melissa, Hello. Kevin, how are you? I'm Hello. good. Uh, I appreciate the also, full title shut up, Marissa. Yes. I don't often yeah. get that. Listen, Always. you deserve it. You put the work in, you get the title. Although, speaking of titles, guys, Hive Shade was right there. <laughs> Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. This is why you're on the pod. Uh, to be fair, though, I want Marissa to come in and do the the YA uh, podcast intro every time now because she put so much uh, Canadian into that. Oh day, yeah. But I really appreciate it far more than Kevin does. True. I why? don't. I, I need to really. I put none in there. Kevin says. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's on purpose. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I do what I can. Well, but thank you so much to both of you for being here. We wanted to have some guests along the way. Uh, however, the way that we were doing the podcast kind of inhibited us from doing that because everyone was watching at different speeds. So before we get to your thoughts about the series as a whole, I thought maybe each of you could kind of tell us your connection to the Adams verse, as they say. Um, we'll start with you, Dr. Dr. Melissa. Doctor? Yeah, uh, Dr. Melissa. Doctor? Doctor. Uh, yeah, I... Um... <laughs> I definitely watched The Addams Family growing up, but I'm at this point in my life where I had no concept of what I watched. It was just something about The Addams Family was on TV and I watched it. So I've always like known who The Addams Family was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've definitely seen the movies. And for the last two Halloweens, I have dressed up as uh, Wednesday Addams as she grows up and works at Hot Topic. Uh, <laughs> so that, So I posted that photo in the discord thread very early on as soon as the show was announced i was like by the way been rocking the wednesday outfit for a couple halloweens now it's a pretty good go-to i love the qualifier (laughs) as she grows up and works at hot topic that i think makes it and like wednesday adams is the type of person who would grow up and work at hot topic and have disdain for everyone who shops at hot topic and also have like some sort of plan to take down capitalism like i will work in retail however i will dismantle it as Mm -hmm. i am here what about you kevin uh, sorry, that also just it reminds me of this British series, Black Books, where it's a misanthrope oh, yeah. who runs a bookstore, and that's Wednesday. Like, every time a customer <laughs> comes to read a book, they are very upset about it. That feels like what the Wednesday who grows up to work on Hop Topic would be. Um, Black's Books was a very different show than what I expected from the title. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is only white people here. What is happening? It's really is all British TV, mostly. Uh, so my Adams Family journey is definitely the uh, movies from uh, the, the the early '90s. 
uh, with Raul Julia and obviously Christina Ricci uh, and Christopher Lloyd. Huge mm-hmm. fan of those, especially the second one, as Family Values, like Thanksgiving tradition, uh, Wednesday setting fire to the pilgrims was incredible. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of like love from there. I knew the old uh, black and white TV series, which was uh, John Aston as Gomez as well, Sean Aston's dad. Um, and there was an animated series, I want to say, that I was familiar with uh, that existed I, I, I in my head. I feel like there was like an animated show very briefly, but uh, the movies were definitely the thing for me, um, especially coming off of Street Fighter where I'm like, is that M. Bison? Is that M. Bison <laughs> and Skomas? Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the Adams Family and their like specific like vibes. You know, there was always like the Adams Family and the Munsters. I was, I liked both of them. I thought they were such interesting uh, worlds to explore in that reality, especially like a fan of, the universal monsters in a way you know so uh yeah very much my vibe and like this coming out <laughs> i was very jazzed because i also love general ortega like she is a queen the amount of stuff she's been doing recently and how good she is in all of them wow 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 x am i right mm-hmm. so great Incredible unexpected scene. very unexpected so i'm slightly so concerned good. for her though because everything you see every time you see her talk about this show she talks about how exhausting it was to film and like yes. how she was doing these like super long days and she was also doing like cello lessons and fencing lessons and uh yeah. dancing combat choreography, choreography. <laughs> yeah all this stuff like Every, I, I've never heard her do an interview about the show. And she's like, yeah, it was a really great time. She's like, no, no, no. This was torturous work. It was so long. My I'm life for exhausted. eight months in Romania was <laughs> so much. Yes. I'm like, is this girl going to come back for season two? Because I would not doubt her if she's like, nah, it, it was enough. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate her transparency throughout the throughout this um, press junket that she's been fully just saying like this is hard work right this is even harder work when i've got covid but this is hard work mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah that part is yeah. that's fun yeah. the part that was cute though was all her co-stars talking about how impressed they were by the dance choreography mm-hmm. and yes. like mm-hmm. all of that that they were just like all raving about it and she's like i thought it looked weird i didn't get and they were like no 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 this was incredible so that was a very cute bit of interview to see the cast is adorable together yeah, i i highly recommend if you all haven't watched youtube videos with this cast and now that we have watched all the episodes there nothing <laughs> will spoil you so you can youtube away agreed well as is tradition before we um jump into an episode we have some announcements yeah Snaps. <laughs> announcements <laughs> announcements announcements <laughs> A terrible death to die. A terrible death to die. A terrible death to be talked to death. A terrible death to die. Announcements, <laughs> announcements, announcements. Yes. See, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Kevin has never listened to the podcast. No. He had no idea. Yep. No clue. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Love it. Snaps for sure. <laughs> Well, we have finished. Well, after the end of this one, we'll have finished our episodic coverage of Wednesday. We do have a wrap up show coming for you next week, or we'll get into some of that post show coverage. um, Talk a little bit about uh, the press tour that went out and just some other things that we really didn't get into along the way. And if you are looking for that pod or any others, you can find them in our own dedicated post show recaps Wednesday feed by simply searching Wednesday Poster Recaps wherever you catch your podcasts um, or you can find us in the main feed or in the binge show recaps feed. Like Wednesday, we're everywhere. We just pop up in random places. And scare like, everyone. 
who encounters us. Well, we're going to walk through this episode a little bit and then talk about the series as a whole. So let's get into it. This episode is called Murder of Woes. Title-wise, not the strongest. I just got to say, there were better ones. I do love the, like, woe-based. Yes. I have been enjoying it. Yes, agreed. Well, this episode starts out Tyler's just like hanging out in the woods because, you know, and then Wednesday's just there, like out of nowhere. Uh, well, it, Thing, of course, is involved in connecting everyone together. And Tyler thinks that he is there for a date. However, Wednesday, as always, has other plans. Uh, she says, you know, when I came to Nevermore, romance was never on my mind. But when you kissed me, it opened my eyes and everything totally made sense. Uh, did she meant it for real because she saw the truths she did yeah i thought that she was doing her like if there was a drama club at nevermore she was doing real good work here like Mm -hmm. yeah very good deception date turned into deception work yeah good deception (laughs) as all the best dates do i've been practicing that recently yep he even wounded himself um and tyler's like what you think I'm you think I'm the hide? What? Uh and she says, if you think this, why would you confront me alone? And she is not alone. She has brought the rest of the nightshades. At first I thought it was all the sirens, but then it was it was all the nightshades. And I just have to say, like the fangs did not get enough play in this <laughs> in this thing. I was like, oh yeah, there's vampires here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this was Wednesday's ambush of Tyler in the woods. Thoughts? I loved how quickly this like random secret society club that is really just like kids drinking mocktails and uh, like having parties in the woods has now turned into like they've taken this like we are the protectors of Nevermore very seriously. I was like, yes. you all are like none of you are qualified to do this any more than any of your classmates right now. I don't get, but okay. And like throughout this entire episode, it'll be like nightshades to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> They, they're qualified in that they know slightly more information. That's it. Yeah. They read a few extra books that they happen to find in the secret library. Yeah. <laughs> they have access to more resources. So therefore, they're higher I, up on the food screen. I'm curious from your guys' point, because again, I don't listen to any podcast, really. Uh, <laughs> did did you guys, did you guys like, at what point did you call Tyler? Was the uh, so well, not that he was the hide per se, per se but there we've always thought he was suspicious. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, we we definitely put a lot of theories out there at the very beginning, <laughs> and one of them was that, like, of course, Christina Ricci was going to be involved as the villain in some way because stunt casting. Yes. Um, but we didn't write any of those things down, so we can't attribute them to anyone in particular. That's fair. Part of my That's problem. Fair. Is that I like, yeah, it was clearly like, these are the people who are not currently being seen with suspicion, but are like the next most suspicious. And like, these two are the second most suspicious in their respective categories of like students and adults. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah, so it's going to be always the second most suspicious person. It's always the people you medium expect. Exactly. (laughs) To be guilty that are. Just under the radar. Yeah, but I was blinded by my 
love of Christina Ricci and hoping that if she wasn't the villain, that meant that she would come back and be in future seasons of this show. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I kind of wanted Wednesday to get some. So I liked Tyler <laughs> and I didn't want him to be the bad guy either. So I was like, do you know what? I'm totally on board with whatever, like, whatever surprise you're going to tell me. Like, let it be the third most suspicious person in here. Like, <laughs> I didn't want it to be these two. I liked both of these characters, which probably means it was effective. And like, it was one of those where everyone else was like calling these two. And I was like, but I don't want to call it because I don't want it to be real. Mm -hmm. Well, Wednesday can still get some because she has that Tyler with a ponytail, Xavier. He's He's less good though. I liked Tyler. Xavier is very whiny and very, why don't you like me? Man. Although my shipping for Wednesday will get to at a certain point, but it's definitely someone different. Um, yeah, it's not a guy. Is it Bianca? Because it should be Bianca. You're correct. Yeah. It's not the guy. Can you tell the podcast is Kevin enough that I call that so So we'll get there. But uh, I'm actually, I followed the Wednesday trail. Like I originally was just like, it's Ricky Lindholm. I think it's Ricky Lindholm. So yeah. uh, that's where I was. And then I feel like the second it wasn't, I was like, all right, so it's, it's Christina then, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's gotta yeah. be that. Um, but the the weird one for me is that I called the Tyler as a hide like episode one for the dumbest reason. What was the um, reason? So one, I knew it was a hide because I like I, I pay way a, a, a lot of attention to like Universal monsters and creatures, so I was like, that's the sure. shape of a hide. That's what a hide looks like. If you've seen League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, you're like, that's a hide. Uh, but the reason why I thought it was Tyler instantaneously is because. My brain just immediately filtered in like your Mark Ruffalo into Hulk. And I was like, that's his hair. That's Tyler's hair. Oh, like wow. legitimately, it looked enough like Tyler's hair that I was like, I'm almost 100% sure the, the height is Tyler. Just because like that was the thing I caught on to. Just like, the CGI? Hair looks too similar. Wow. Yeah. The CGI <laughs> hair looks, it was exactly like the Ruffalo shift where I'm like, I have seen this many times in a Marvel movie. <laughs> Well, shout out to the CG uh, um, artist there because I didn't pick that up at all. It's amazing. That's I'm weird like that. Though. That's like the nonsense stuff I pay attention. <laughs> That's so, why we love you, Kevin. Like no so one many, sees things like you do. There were so many times during this podcast where I was like, I could be reading too much into this. <laughs> However, <laughs> and then Kevin's over here, like if you look at the hair, the hair on the CG. But like OG Hulk, not She-Hulk, who has completely different hair for reasons I cannot tell you. But also, y'all have to be out there four, putting out four. theories all along, right? Like, we yes. didn't come in here afterwards and look smart and True. be like, yeah, knew it all along, obviously. No one talked to us seven episodes ago. It's fine. Yeah, if I had kept a diary, I might have, like, remembered all of the things. I was like, did you notice the way that shoe hit the floor? Like, come on. That yeah. says something. All of the close-ups that yeah. happened. Oh, those roses. I, I did a rewatch that. actually, and I wonder if you all think that this is like how purposeful your impression of this show is and like all the clues that were laid. Like, is this like a very like mystery box, like we can read into every single thing? Or is it very, more like kind of teeny boppery, like here's the story and this is, you know, you get to the end? Because there's a moment on my rewatch yesterday that I noticed um, Christina Ricci's character, who has a name that I'm totally blanking on. Uh, Thank you. Uh, has two different coffee orders at uh, the coffee shop. There's at one point early on where she is recognized for her order and they're like, oh yeah, the matcha latte or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Later, when she has a conversation with Tyler, he's all like, oh yeah, four shot, easy foam, blah, blah, blah. Like it's a different order. And I was like, does this woman have two regular drink orders? 
or is this supposed to be some clue that like Tyler's, oh, this is not actually how I know you. That's not actually your order. I'm just going to like say something. But wouldn't you know her coffee order anyway? And I was like, is this on purpose or is this lazy writing that like four episodes (laughs) apart, she has four different coffee orders? I mean, I think it's hard to answer because there's so many like random things that are still unanswered at the end of this episode that it's hard to know what was done purposefully and what wasn't in my opinion just because like morning song what anyway (laughs) you know that cult that was made specifically to get the two black characters together Uh, thank you i got i was so mad i was so mad when that started to happen i was like don't you dare don't you dare do this i was so pissed timothy chalamet burton what are you doing yes yes after the little rendezvous in the woods, uh, <laughs> Wednesday brings Tyler back to Xavier's studio where he had framed Xavier for being the hide, chains them all up, and then, like, really, really things. Wednesday lets out her, like, violent side a little bit. She, oh, like, yeah. really leans in a bit. Uh, she um, explains, you know, that, again, we get more exposition here about how Tyler's mom was on the fencing team with Morticia, and you think I was so distracted by looking at my mom. <laughs> I didn't notice that it was your your mom was in here and we I stole your mom's medical records and it turns out that your dad knew like all of this information it was like Tyler this is your life and it was like all um but at this point like I didn't think that Tyler knew he was the hide because he just kept like he's like what really all of this stuff uh and once he's like well i'm gonna prove it to you i'm gonna torture the heck out of you she has like all of her tools ready and at the at at the end of it the nightshades are like we're out i don't want anything to do with this i'm gonna want nothing to do with this i'm leaving (laughs) yeah when you bust out the second stun gun then it's time to go the hammer hammer for me when she was like going Mm -hmm. in and like she was not gonna stop this was a different i mean we had hints of this i think throughout the the series but she really let it out in this in the scene we know from the movie that her parents practice torture for fun um and they make reference to the rack and in Mm -hmm. the series and how good it fits two of them I like mean, you? She, she did drop piranhas into that pool. <laughs> the That's true. Of, That's true. The guy only lost one testicle. Okay. True. The guy's fine. He's okay. fine. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the scene um, uh, quite a bit. I just, did. yeah. I mean, like it, it's leading into the parts of Wednesday, this version of this character, right? That I think makes her interesting. There's such a like. I feel like there's easy outs when you do shows to take your character who has this darkness to them and then by the end be like but no i've shunned the darkness that is not who i am and wednesday's just like no this is who i am mm-hmm. and i kind of like that they don't shy away from it although my big criticism to her uh marissa same point i thought that maybe tyler didn't know he's hide because and wednesday should know that right because like the 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 book exists in this world because they would have named it hide otherwise so like the whole shtick there is that he doesn't they don't share memories like hide right. and uh jekyll like they only know what each what that they did and then they'll mm-hmm. wake up so i was like oh maybe he's just unaware and he thinks he has blackouts so for a moment they had it and i was just like i don't know wednesday like maybe he doesn't uh so like for a second i was like "Ooh, you're about to torture a boy who doesn't know what's happening <laughs> 
And like from Wednesday's perspective, it's very much like a this is a person who has like murdered multiple people. Like yeah. what she is doing is very justified in her mind, which is just this like interesting moral view that Wednesday has that she's, you know, she's very willing to do whatever it takes because this is a bad person and they deserve yeah. justice. You it's know. like she sees the world in black and white. <laughs> mm. Yeah, she definitely um, leans in here. Like, she's very dedicated to the whole time through. She's like, I'm going to stay at the school because I can save the school and I'm going to take it all the way to the end. Yeah. Well, so meanwhile, um, the sheriff was listening to apparently like Kinbot's tape of therapy. Like, everyone's learning everything at this point. And the nightshades go and tell um, Principal Weems. Weems wants to call the sheriff. Back at the studio, that was the hammer situation. Now we're at the police station. This is where <laughs> things get a little different because we had just thought that Tyler didn't know what's going on. But in this case, Wednesday is about to leave and Tyler like straight up confronts her. <laughs> He's like, how does it feel to lose? And I was like, what the frick i guess you do know what you're doing yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he explains like at first like he would wake up not knowing what happened but over time like the conscious there was like a bridge and he between the two experiences and he could kind of remember what he was saying it's even more scary when the two personalities are integrated um and and still the evil is the path that you choose. I think that Hunter Doohan, who plays Tyler, did a really good job with this little confrontation of Wednesday. It was a great showcase for his acting uh, because he really does do the, ha-ha, like, (laughs) you thought you had me, and then just very quickly goes back to, I'm supposed to be sad now, kind of. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's just a subtle shift that happens, but really, really well done. So when do we think this integration happened because again like i was re-watching this mm. all and i was like so the hide like saves wednesday theoretically mm-hmm. in that first episode right it seems like he genuinely likes mm-hmm. wednesday like it's not actually i don't think that it's all him like getting close to her in order to like have her for this ritual at the end kind of thing like i don't think that that's like the plot the whole way along so when do we think the shift happens because this is this was the part that i was sort of confused about in this last episode is like wait so has tyler been evil like this whole time or was there a shift at some point that we missed that's a great question that i think can only be answered by um mm. <laughs> you know like the writing is very <laughs> ambiguous about the answer to that you know, like there's no clear point that we get, even in the exposition well, jump that is this this episode. I don't unless you. Know I'll give it a I go. Didn't. I'll okay. give you. I'll give it a go. So we have like the Tyler screaming in the water thing. I don't think he knows what's happening. Then I think he's just oh. like, hmm. like I don't know what's happening type of stuff. Underwater I screaming. Say, I think that like after or around the abandoned cabin situation. If I were to rewatch, I could, I could hypothesize mm. that that is kind of around when that happened. Because according to the story that Wednesday tells him at, you know, like um, Dr. Kimbot figured out your secret and like started pulling things out. Like, I feel like that's when Thornhill would have leaned in more and turned him a little bit more. But that's just, that's just conjecture. That's just hypothesis on my part. So my theory is that, um, 
like he 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 wasn't sure he was a hide, right? Like it started to happen, Kimba started to cause it. But when Thornhill was controlling him is when he started to realize sort of like what was going on and he started to become more integrated. And I think the reason he became more integrated is because I think he mentions this, like, I realized I enjoyed it. And I think like once that switch happens in your mm-hmm. head, and I think this happens before Wednesday, honestly, I think it, it he started to come to this realization of enjoying becoming the hide and enjoying the violence. Um but like the saving Wednesday thing, I don't think one necessarily negates the other because like one, a lot of stuff is just he has to he has to follow Thornhill, but he just enjoyed doing a lot of that, right? Um, but you can still like you can still like someone you just met and not immediately want to murder them, right? Like that's my yeah. thing is that I think he was probably like he's an evil guy, but well, then he's just like mm, this girl basically seems weird I need and this. like also likes to hurt people. Maybe we could get something going, and then like was just like oh. Hmm, I guess not, you know? <laughs> like, I need this adorable date to have been real, right? Like, yes. I, need, yeah. I need them to have watched yes. Legally Blonde, not under false pretenses. <laughs> yes, thank you, Melissa. I agree. always be viewed on, without false pretenses. <laughs> and also as a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think, yeah, because in his explanation in the, in the police story too, or in the police station too, he talks about how, like, fear started to taste delicious to him so it might have been before Wednesday even showed up that could be uh and then he creepily leans in before he leaves to say you have no idea what's coming like what the frick like he just like upped it to 11 in the span of 10 seconds I was like okay you are you are evil you are the bad person we have figured this out and then Billie Eilish started playing and we all understood (laughs) (laughs) Sam at home (laughs) Wednesday goes back to school to learn that Principal Weems wants to expel her basically um, saying hey this is up to you because the the night she said I heard heard you were going to like basically murder someone with a hammer so basically I have to expel you for the sake of the school I mean Um, it sounds reasonable yeah I mean (laughs) This is like, this is for real. It's not yeah. like he's given Wednesday a lot of chances. Um, yeah. 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 Um, but she does say to her, I admire your ability to be your own person and trust your instincts, but that also makes you impatient. And I was like, there's some Weems wisdom coming in here. Like, she yep, genuinely weemsdom. cares for her. Weemsdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this bit about how Wednesday will go a long way to protect people despite mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. apparently caring for any of them. Yeah. And Wednesday's trying to explain everything to, to Principal Williams and she's like, I, I wish I wish I could believe you. And like, I believe that she wishes that she could believe Wednesday in this moment. Um, and it just turns out that uh, she's going to be expelled anyway. And Wednesday's still not going to give up. But she says before they leave, um, sorry, it didn't work out. I know your mom will be disappointed. And so am I. I thought this was a sweet little moment between the two of them. Sure. It definitely was a sweet moment. And while at the same time being like, okay, so I guess all of those like thoughts I had about Weems are now at the window. Um, (laughs) There are no more suspicions. She really did just turn into a dude to escape the men's room. And uh, the real Weems has not been replaced by, by a shapeshifter. (laughs) Like all of my fun theories went out of, out of the window with an awe. She was an early suspect. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, once she's continuing her tour of talking to people, because then she goes to visit <laughs> Xavier in jail, basically, and says, uh, I know, you know, Tyler used you to, to, or Tyler used me to frame you. 
uh and Xavier's like yeah yeah cool but you 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 ruined my entire life like I want yeah. nothing to do with you honestly <laughs> like, Xavier should be more mad for longer yeah. <laughs> like, he screwed my life over uh but I'm still gonna help you by telling you if you leave town uh you'll be fine and he he does say you know to her every time you get involved people get hurt you're toxic um all you ever do is make things worse which is not like good to hear like that had to hurt Wednesday on a personal level but basically yeah his his plan for her is or his advice for her is just leave that's the best thing you can do that's how you can save people now which he's not wrong but then we get this little scene between Wednesday and Enid (laughs) What are your thoughts, you two, on the Wednesday and Enid of it all? I love them. Uh, yeah, remember what I said earlier? <laughs> are you shipping That's these two? That's the main one. I definitely. So yeah, it's it's Kevin, either sometimes Wednesday people can just Enid be friends. Or, nope. Yeah, but other times I don't want them to just be friends. This is YA. Like, what do you think is going to be happening? This is what YA exists for. Yeah, uh, definitely ship Wednesday and Enid or Wednesday and Bianca. Make your pick. I mean, I think for me, the higher up is Enid only because of the delightful contrast and the color yeah. of like the brightness and, and like Wednesday's like, you know, black and white stuff. I think that's really fun. Uh, and yeah, so like I definitely like by episode, I don't know, <laughs> 0.5. Like when it was Enid introduced, <laughs> like halfway through, I was like, oh, uh, this would be great. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Bianca's the other one. The same episode. The, 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 the fencing match. Do you bleed in black and white? I'm like, ooh, interesting. <laughs> I, think <laughs> like, should, I think they should be a throuple because it's 2022, ooh, almost 2023. Yes. I mean, you want yes, some solutions? Yes. I got some solutions. Is it even a Kevin and I podcast if we're not talking about polycules? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's YA. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah these two are trying to say goodbye to each other Wednesday's packing up and Enid's like I'll never forget you and Wednesday tells Enid the mark you've made on me is indelible whenever I think of unicorns reimposed or pop songs yes. <laughs> I'll try not to puke and I'll think of you basically um, it's so delightful they're so fun they're yeah great. I think like the the big lesson here for Wednesday is she she learns from Enid that she can rely on other people and it's not a weakness and um she always thought that it would turn into disappointment so that was the gift of Enid in Wednesday's life and the gift of Wednesday in Enid's life apparently was criminal behavior <laughs> <laughs> and also how not to give an f basically Mm-hmm. And they do not hug goodbye because not hugging's their thing. And um, you know, it does have to say goodbye to Thing, which was also, which was also heartbreaking because of the makeup tutorials and their friendship. Mm-hmm. Like yes. Enid and Thing, really, really came close. They bonded, yeah, yeah. 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 really. Great. I really, for a minute, too, thought that this show was gonna do a Thing One, Thing Two situation. Because like you know, there's there's a moment where you're just like, oh god, is Thing gonna die? Uh, and mm-hmm. I thought they'd reveal like the, there's another hand, Thing One and Thing Two. Uh, but I'm a glad lefty. they did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm glad that Thing didn't die. I I do wonder how Thing um, is able to moisturize both sides of his hand. Um, just a but, bath. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. He has to have like very flexible fingers. That's Lotion true. Down. The yeah. the guy that plays him is a magician by trade. 
Okay, I was wondering a this. Lot. <laughs> yes, I was actually wondering the other day. I was like, how does one get the job of playing thing? Like, how are you like, my hand is so emotive that I can like play this part. I was, there we go. Magician. Okay, a magician. Yeah. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. <laughs> the next stop on the Wednesday tour is to say goodbye to Eugene. Uh, so she stops by Eugene because Eugene has woken up. He is all better now i guess magically episode Uh, eight wake up so convenient (laughs) perfectly timed yes uh good question yeah uh what are you what are your guys thoughts on eugene are you you fans where are you heaven hates eugene i don't not be a fan of eugene hate is a strong word Oh, I he's fine. fine. He's fine. Like he's not I, adorable, is he? Yeah, I don't think I, he's adorable. Hive rules. Hive rules. He, okay. he likes bees. Yeah, yeah I think he's kid. he's like a quiet little. I I love that him and Wednesday have this like little like I don't know. Other people don't really get us, but the bees do, and that's fine. And they like bond over. I don't yeah. know. I think it's cute. Yeah. I actually this episode, especially the ending and like how it all comes together, did for me a big job with Eugene and I liked him and on paper I think there's a lot I like about Eugene I think the actor is very good but when his intro when he was first introduced I was like you're going too hard guys like there's a level of like a show already about like outcasts to just be like how can we make this guy like the worst of the nerds and I'm like did you do you have to like I just feel like the problem did you I think yourself and a kid and feel like like they just went a little too much into the like he's got to be the like the the nerdiest nerd like he just stepped out of a, a of like an 80s film almost but i think since then they've done a much better like the eugene we see here and stuff i i was just like okay you've dialed back on the like i think <laughs> to, over- to be clear theory, just to be clear the favorite part kevin's favorite part of eugene was when he was in a coma, a coma yeah no <laughs> They really dialed it back. No, obviously, is when he attacked another person with bees. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait to talk. The wildest part part for me is when Eugene uh, tells his mom, like uh, Wednesday's being like chased by a murderer. I have to go help her, and she's like, "Okay, fine, my child who just woke from a coma, go go help your friend." Like, well, he said the magic words. He said high rules. It's just like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he's like high rules and she's like oh well okay yeah <laughs> all right then <laughs> let's not even get into how unrealistic it is that eugene could wake up from a coma and not totally be an atrophy and, <laughs> and just I get mean, up and run long. he wasn't in a coma for like months still magic still like i'm magic. just saying his legs should be tingling Maybe he's, used to, he's used to the stinging because of the bees so actually he didn't feel also, the tingling in his legs in some weird corners of the internet bees are used to heal people i don't understand go ahead and google it but they um, also make a great lip balm uh with bee venom (laughs) that actually makes your lips look plumper yeah yeah 
So yeah, bees. <laughs> and they're going to save the planet. They're going to so save the planet. So that's why you yeah. rules. So there we go. Yeah, and then, for your bees. <laughs> and they're reminiscing. They're talking about how the hides, like hideout, huh, the hideout was... Um, <laughs> was destroyed and Wednesday's like yeah it was Dr. Kimbot and he's like oh that's so weird because I totally saw someone with red boots and then because apparently Kimbot cannot own red boots only one person person in the world has red boots I'm gonna be honest though have you seen that lady's fashion sense she doesn't own red boots (laughs) (laughs) okay the whole white wardrobe thing did not have anything to do with anything and I was really I was really kind of bummed about that because if she, if Dr. Kimbot wore red shoes, it would really stand out because she's always wearing That's white. That's true. Need a pop mm-hmm. of color. Yeah. So the only person we know <laughs> that wears red <laughs> shoes is Miss Thornhill. So of course, Wednesday has to continue on her tour of F of Nevermore and stop by the lab before she leaves. And she just like shows up. She's like, hey, I'm here. You can drop the Weren't act you of Like, right? <laughs> How'd you get back on campus? Okay. Zero security. Because <laughs> she keeps moving. She's like a shark. You can't. Yeah. It's all <laughs> you can't her. Yeah. <laughs> like, boom. I'm here. Uh, what did you think of this little like reveal in the scene in terms of basically Wednesday is confronting Miss Thornhill about everything and Tyler is also there, but it turns out it's not Tyler. I knew it wasn't it's- Tyler. Yeah. It's principal. Nice. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not Tyler. I'm the gullible one that was like, yes, he wants redemption and they're going to end up together and it's all going to be cute. And I was just like, very like, perfect. I I love that read. Happy that like the shape shifting was used for something. I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. We did that part. Congrats to them for finding like a very inexpensive way to do the shape shifting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Camera work. Camera work. (laughs) Honestly, uh, yeah, it's I... better than the werewolf transformation, so I would have loved them to have continued oh, with this. You didn't enjoy the werewolf bar mitzvah? We're gonna we'll, we'll, we're gonna have that conversation when we get there. How dare you insult anything about Enid? But it's fine. Oh, wow. Um, no, it's uh, but yeah, I actually thought this was very clever and well done. Even though, like, yeah, I was you know sure that that was Weems, I thought I was like, oh, this is such a smart way to like have it come out and like have her be caught. I did not expect the turn to happen that no. happens at the end of this scene because i was shocked by that uh but like the actual like plan i was like this is solid i like this plan yeah it was a great plan until weems <laughs> shows back up and laurel's like all right cool i'm still gonna do what yeah. i was gonna do i'm gonna oh, take cool, some murder. Nice oh yeah <laughs> just murder you <laughs> that you yeah no it makes sense you you don't mind murdering people you've done it okay yeah crap <laughs> yeah i mean here's the thing the Puritans, man. <laughs> wow. There's like a whole yeah, conversation yeah. here. Like she's yeah. all about, you know, wanting to keep the the pilgrim way of life, like pilgrim traditions and everything, but she's not afraid to kill someone. So it's cool. Uh, <laughs> she also uh, gets a shovel to the head. Wednesday gets a shovel to the head. That gets her out of there. Um, meanwhile, Ina's having a makeout session with Ajax. As yes. teenagers do, but this time her claws come out a little bit more. So it's like, oh, oh, I it's gonna happen. Her claws. The first, the first time that happened too, mainly because like she has the the multicolored nails. I think that's so fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, every time her claws come out, I'm just like, dope. <laughs> <laughs> I love how much you love Enid. 
it's great like it's like it's, it's really the 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 pop of color and a werewolf too mm -hmm. is so unique you don't really see characters like that right like she's yeah. doing like yeah. lady death with those nails except instead of like just the silver nails it's just like boom rainbow colored and i'm like that's so interesting you don't see stuff like that so the visual is really cool and that actress is very very fun in this role yeah i love her and i love the like blonde with the with the color in her hair because yes. she's mm -hmm. like a dark brunette in real life so yeah like, emma myers is the actress and uh she was a dancer and a gymnast so she yeah. uh really took to all of the fight choreography apparently and went to werewolf boot camp I'm oh, sure gosh, Hollywood has one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I, <know. Yeah>. I <laughs> assume. Obviously. <laughs> just run by and his wife, Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Yes. Taylor Taylors, yeah. Yeah. The Taylors Lautner. <laughs> <laughs> the Taylors Lautners. <laughs> School of werewolfing. <laughs> well, Enid and Ajax are really interrupted by, which I thought was the cutest ringtone for your yes, ever. So the good. flight yeah. of the bubble for Eugene uh this is basically where um like Enid's uh, the veil above her or over her eyes is taken off because she learns so much <laughs> she learns um what's going on with Wednesday that she's been taken to the crypt but then she also learns about the nightshades and how Ajax is part of the nightshades and I thought it was just like such a relatable relationship type of thing like oh yeah okay I'll tell you I'll tell you about that along you're part of a secret society yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, man, we run a, a gossip blog. Like, of course he didn't tell you. <laughs> That's a very fair point. That gossip blog really got put at the bottom sure of the things to come back to. Yeah. I just loved this, like, for some reason we needed both Eugene and Thing to be like, hey, you know, mm -hmm. stuff's going on with Wednesday. And I was like, why do, yeah. why, why are both of these happening? I feel like we could have had one or the other. I don't really get it but okay it was like in things contract it's like i need to be in more scenes yeah well, i think thing had like all it was funny because like eugene calls and it's like i think wednesday's in trouble and but i have no specific information and then things the one that comes in is like she's been taken this is yeah. where she is. and i was like so the whole phone call with eugene only serves the purpose of eugene seeing Correct. that ajax is in her room that's the only yes well, no, no, no. because it has to, that has to happen so then eugene knows he needs to leave the hospital like yes. so like it's, oh, it's right. the clue. that's one of those things by the way that i i pointed this out watching this show and like i can't unsee it now but tv shows no one uses phones phone? like phone? normal people like no. texting half the time you can get text no one actually uses the phone like as a call it's always always facetime and i know it's because like you pay actor money. Actor face need be on TV, but like, <laughs> I know. but it's so weird every time. I'm just like nobody talks on the phone. Like yeah, that. like the only yeah. person I Facetime is my mom because right. She, like, really I only Facetime my sister. If someone else Facetimes me without warning, I will destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. Gen Z. No. <laughs> Timothy Burton. Timothy. Burton. <laughs> Timothy C. Burton. We're coming it's not for just you. Him. It is. It is like oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Everyone like oh no gosh. one ever says goodbye um, yeah, at just... the end of a phone call. Like they just hang up. If that happened, I'd call back and be like, "Are you okay? Yeah, I was like, hello, hello. Yeah, did you drop? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Side note, just because we brought up uh, Tim Merton, I'm so happy that Danny Elfman is doing the music for this show. Yes, yes, good. yes. Yeah, it is it was really good. good. Yeah. Well, Wednesday is uh, chained up at Crackstone's crypt. Uh, just. <laughs> We Hang know that out. his name is Cracky Tails, Marissa. <laughs> That's Come right, Cracky Tails. Cracky Tails. <laughs> you missed a lot of good things on this podcast. You did. Podcast. You should listen to this podcast, Kevin. 
Um, basically, Miss Thornhill's plan is to like reanimate the body of Cracktails and you know have him avenge the years of torture that have been done upon her people by the outcasts. And basically she does say, which was survivor esque, if you want to outsmart an outcast, you got to outthink them. So <laughs> I was like, are we going to get a, a survivor episode out of this? Mike white. Are you like white? Come yeah. on, <laughs> come through. You're done with the white Lotus. Talk to Timothy Burton about Wednesday. What did you think of her uh, plan? I was like, oh, yeah, the Frankenstein. This totally makes sense. Like, she had given... It's Frankenstein. I keep Fra- telling you. Frankenstein. Yeah. Good and this where it, like, also clicks for Wednesday that Goody had said earlier that you are the you are the key because basically Wednesday's blood is needed to unlock mm-hmm. the crypt so that uh, Cracky Tails can come back to life. <laughs> you know, per usual, that's just regular things people that's, say all the time that's how you that everyone knows Marissa, that that is how you bring someone back to life yeah. and also everyone knows that if you do bring someone back from the dead they will look like the leprechaun yeah for real yeah i do love the sheer like white audacity of christina reaching <laughs> reaching being like crackstone's angry that you took his land to build this yeah <laughs> i'm like really? I also we're gonna talk about line. land stealing yeah i clocked that one too and i was like hmm, interesting yeah <laughs> i love white that's audacity. what makes her a villain <laughs> it's the caucasity it's the best thing uh yeah i uh i yeah it's it's one of these things too i i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with, with lt too about uh how you bring people back from the dead and what they look like because i just I just had to rewatch uh, Batman v Superman. That's exactly what they do with Zod and <laughs> So, really, yeah. the evidence is mounting that this is this is the way. I always cite BVS whenever I'm talking about bringing <laughs> someone back from the dead. I have a question. Okay, so she sets this whole thing up with like all the body parts on these predetermined spots, basically, <laughs> and then use lightning and stuff. Yeah, but like. Do we see any of these body parts actually put back on the person? Like I was very did we need the body parts is my my question or was it all for show? It, it looked cool when she put uh, those little antenna yeah. things on them. Some sort of supernatural who's it what's it? Yeah, I was like yeah, I, I, was I like, think the, the materials sort of were consumed on casting. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> like the okay. That's okay. The question I had. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's you know the resurrection diamonds i don't know exactly i can't remember this but i can't remember the material component for resurrection off the top of my head and this isn't revivify because it's been way too long so (laughs) wednesday the dnd session coming to a table near you (laughs) oh my gosh can we actually do that though that would be so much fun I mean, my adventure in, in Nevermore. I've played a footloose like, one. Outcast Ooh, species. I mean, That's fun. You know, well, you gotta yeah. cut loose. These are ideas. Footloose. <laughs> 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 anyway, so Crackstone comes back to life. Um, he says, "Vengeance will be swift and true." And on his way out, he stabs Wednesday. <laughs> and yeah. Everybody leaves. Meanwhile, <laughs> that shocked me because I was like, "Oh, that's like." Like, that's a real we, stab. We, like, yeah, you really went there. Like, oh, you're you twisted really, that knife. Really yeah. yeah, like you know, he said, swift and true, man. That was swift. Immediately, yeah. he's like, "You're goody. 
Like you must die. Yeah. Like, like putting aside the fact that Goody is not a first name. That's like man. That's like miss. I also was old very language. confused by that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? What? Like, are you just never gonna tell us her real name? You're just gonna call her Goody Adams. Okay. Well, Tiffany. Tiffany Adams. <laughs> Goody <laughs> Tiffany Adams. Say her name three times. She shows up <laughs> at the crib and visits Wednesday and basically says Crackstone has to be stabbed through his black heart. Does he have multiple hearts? Are they different colors? These are all the questions that I have when she says this. I'm like, how many hearts does this like non-living thing have? Yeah. Um, Stabbing everybody through the heart tends to be a a swift way to kill them. Actually. Turns out. Usually. Yeah. Um, It turns out that the necklace that was given to Wednesday by Morticia is a powerful talisman and can be used to basically have Goody pass through Wednesday to heal her so she can be free to continue on with her her, her uh, case cracking and getting um, crackstone dead basically um, and so she, that's what happens she basically does lay on hands that's what I put in my notes like lay on hands sort of and then she disappears I, I feel like if if I had seen this maybe like a while ago I would be pretty mad about the like deus ex machina situation yeah but like as melissa can attest i we've we're coming off of doctor who where literally someone can just like i consume <laughs> the tardis and now i'm the scarlet witch i can do whatever i want and i'm like yep all right so like you've seen way worse in the last few yeah. months so <laughs> yeah okay well that makes sense the the softening of kevin mahadeo has really been a process <laughs> in the works for years and it's finally coming to fruition uh the softening of latinian starts plot never started so i was like what the hell with this i was just like (laughs) like really and also by the way you can once i do this you can never see me again yeah Yeah, what then who's gonna help her now like another wednesday identical relative from the past oh god please yes (laughs) (laughs) like goody is the only one that can help you uh oops she gone (laughs) except for her clone that she also had back then at this time uh, so basically, at this point, we've got the uh, um, nightshades are hanging out in the library. Ina's like freaking out because uh, Kent is part of the nightshades. Even Kent is here. I didn't even know about this, but Kent is here. They uh, come up with a plan, head back out. Um, Enid falls down in part of this chase, but then that's all she needed. She needs to fall on the ground and see the moon because here comes Enid the wolf as she wolfs out. Thoughts. How, how did we feel about seeing this? Melissa did not like this from what I remember I mean, you saying a few minutes ago. Remind, like, if you're not just a poof balling it out, I don't, I don't think that there's ever really a good werewolf transformation other than the poof balls of, uh, of Twilight. Twilight. Um, I don't know. I didn't love it. It felt weird. It felt janky. It it didn't. I'm happy that Enid finally wolfed out. This is great sure. for her. Yeah, you know, uh, good for her. She's a late bloomer. But the rendering of the hair, like the actual wolf that we get, it's not just the rendering of the hair. It's just like I don't really like this werewolf design. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the hair is not great either. Um, but I it is convenient that she finally wolfed out i mean they did mention earlier in the episode that it was a full blood moon so yes what better time uh okay so i like 
the transformation sequence enough. Uh, I just, the one part that sticks out to me is when she has her normal hair, but then there's just two wolf ears sticking out of it. I thought it was very fun. Uh, I do think there's good wolf transformations. This is one of the better ones in recent memory. Like, I think about, like, the Lupin design from Harry Potter, and I always found that so odd, uh, which you can also uh, hear on YA us talk about that. Um, But, like, I didn't mind the transformation. I didn't even mind the design of the werewolf with just like crazy long teeth that looked wild. I was fine with all of that. The one part I didn't like, and this is Marissa to your point, I thought the hair was very odd in how they rendered it. And that, that was the one part the entire time I absolutely expected when Enid was going to transform because of her colorful hair, she would actually just be a colorful werewolf. Like, it wouldn't just be the hair on her head. It's like the fur everywhere would, would like, have streaks in it. And I think that'd be so awesome. So, like, that was the part that disappointed me a little bit in this sequence. But I like that I like that she finally transformed. I do wish that they gave more of a, like, like a push to it. Like, something to, like, say, like, if, so, if it was, like, oh, we're not going to get there fast enough. And, like, that fear of not being able to get to Wednesday fast enough is what changes mm-hmm. her. I think that could have been cool because it would have been a really good character beat, right? Um, so right now it just feels like, well, I guess that's a great coincidence. Yeah, it was like, oh, outside, moon, Enid, boom, yeah, wolf. Terrible, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I kind of wanted her to be like a popple. Like, do you remember popples? They were like little stuffed animals that folded into a pocket. Or like, oh, yeah, and then they pop out. And they, right? and they popped out yeah. and they were all different colors and all this stuff. Like, I kind of wanted her to to be like, like to still have her Enid personality as a wolf, but I get that that's not how werewolves work all of the time. Also, like, I don't know, CG is expensive, right? Oh, great. Yeah. Well, it was super dark, too. Like, yeah, exactly. probably for good reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, Tyler turns like, turns into the hide on demand which is the thing he can do now and fights it out with enid enid saves wednesday because tyler had her up against a tree and wednesday's like you two fight it out i gotta go back to school and stop cragstone peace out i did later. like their fight though guys i i found it was good fun. the fight yeah. was she good. drop kicked him it <laughs> <laughs> was great uh, yeah. And good to see Enid, for Enid's character, to see her kind of release all that pent-up frustration I'm sure she's had for a long time, being kind of the outcast of her family for not having, you know, wolfed out sooner. It had to be hard to be told you or something and then never be that thing. And mm. then, you know, like, become that thing. Yeah. Maybe that's the trauma that is really guiding. No, wait. No, we still don't know Wednesday's trauma. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> The world may never know. Yeah. <laughs> Back at Nevermore, Crackstone is walking in to the Pentaquad, as I call it, because it is a Pentagon, but it is also a quad. Um, Very nice. And um, Thornhill's like super excited. <laughs> but Crackstone's like, listen, I don't want to hear from you, woman. Like, yeah, stop exactly. talking. <laughs> like, wait to see true to your, your roots there, yep. Crackstone. Like, okay, we get it. She's like, well, uh, Thornhill's like, okay, whatever. I guess I'll just go. <laughs> like, I don't know. She cowered. It was very weird. Yeah, she, she says, was like, never God, meet your heroes. Like, yeah, never meet your heroes. Great line. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out racism to misogyny pipeline is just, it's. <laughs> oh, he is a pilgrim of Puritan. I mean, that's yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's about, uh, I, that's about what I expected. I was, yeah. I was really uh, thinking that he might do it sooner because <laughs> she just kind of started monologuing right away. So, yeah. 
Someone had to shut her up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Xavier is in a police car. Thing thing is like all over the place. Thing is breaking <laughs> Xavier out of a car, and then he is showing up back at the the fight between um, Tyler and Enid to help like Enid after she transforms back into Enid and ends up holding her hand. Thing had a lot of tender moments. Yeah, it was a very sweet moment. Yeah, it was poor Enid. She got like beat up. I mean, they both did. Like Tyler got effed up bad too. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I like that we see that, like, I don't want to say brutality, but I like that, that when they transformed, you saw the effect. Yeah. Because I feel like it's it would have been so easy to just been like, oh, just, you don't see it, they transform or whatever. But I was like, oh, no, this this is, uh, yeah, that was a violent fight. Mm-hmm. All right. So over at Nevermore, the plan is... <laughs> Um, we got to get everybody out of here. So the sirens are going to use their siren song to get everybody out of here. Wednesday is going to stab Cracky, Cracky Tails through the, his black heart for some reason. It has to be a black heart. Mm-hmm. And then that's how it's going to happen. Everything, everything's going to be fine. Uh, things don't necessarily go to plan because Xavier's back and he decides to shoot Crackstone. But Crackstone then... like magically stops the arrow does the whole matrix weird thing where he stops the arrow turns it around and then wednesday steps in front of it to save xavier wasn't really expecting that but at any point did you all wonder if someone was gonna explain this staff <laughs> yes i did i was like where'd he get that yeah what, what how is that magic yeah i i yeah. did have a lot of questions about that I love that it's like we hate all the outcasts, but also our family yes! is like all magic users. And I was like, okay. Yeah, like you literally used magic to bring this guy back from the dead. Like yeah. you are doing all of the things. It's different. It's not really magic. It's science. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> so the staff breaks the sword that um, Wednesday goes to hit him with. And I thought at this point, I was like, they are setting up Wednesday for an Arya Stark moment. Of, like, <laughs> taking a dagger and doing something um but lo and behold wednesday's not alone she's got friends bianca's in the back stabs um crackstone in the back but then wednesday does take the tip of the sword and gets it gets him in the heart which is the only thing that's going to stop him he just combusts yes (laughs) yeah pretty great i I thought that was i was like oh nice (laughs) you made like this point of like focusing in again on the finding the details like this ring falls and i was like is this like some sort of magical ring is this something that i'm supposed to pick up he has her he has thornhill earlier kiss the ring so yeah Yeah. Yeah. like but it's just drops did anyone notice if it got picked up i I did that it was dropped i think this is like season two plot point right oh, like someone mm. someone i think picked up the ring and it's going to be a part of like what could be the mystery in season two yeah. instead of like the blood crypt key we have the right ring the something ring. the one ring to rule them all <laughs> <laughs> i mean disa is in this show so it's true it's so i like, got so excited when i saw her i, I screamed disa at the tv when yeah. I saw her. I think I screamed it in our Wednesday thread. <laughs> yes. Well, with one enemy down, there's still one to go. Thornhill's still trying to kill Wednesday, basically. She brought a gun to a sword fight. Ha ha. And then, out of nowhere, out of left field, comes Eugene with a bunch of bees. Hello, bees. We've got so many bees. Uh, too bad, like, Thornhill wasn't actually, like, allergic to bees we could have had like a my girl like situation happening oh no i mean i can't see without his glasses glasses (laughs) she's 
To be fair, Christina Ricci getting attacked by uh, bees is pretty solid for your yellow jackets. It's true. <laughs> it all. That's true. That's yeah. true. Good point. My favorite uh, part was when she tried to shoot at the bees. I was just going <laughs> 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 to shoot at the bees. <laughs> that was truly epic. Uh, a great moment in television. Agreed. <laughs> Interesting gun moments. Yes. On TV I hope that it wins an award at the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what those are for, right? Giving awards to television uses of guns? Yes, that's, yes, what, that that's what it is. Yeah. Right. You should not attend one, though. <laughs> I don't think any of us should. No. Eugene, like, totally shows up with his badass self. He's like, yeah, that's what you get for messing with Nevermore. I was like, whoa, but you came out of that to... coma, man. Yeah, Honestly, he didn't I, have to I, call her I a bitch it. at the end. It did not need to. That wasn't necessary. <laughs> That was, see, but this is what I mean, in line with his character. Because if you're that much of a dork, you would think that's cool, right? So, like, he was trying to be cool, and he just said something very noxical. And it's just like, no, Eugene, you did your best, bud. Honestly, I thought it was great that he... I, I don't know why. Never occurred to me that he could control the bees. And no, when it happened, I was like, "Oh, either. this tracks. This actually does make sense." Yeah, like, yeah, why else would he be this cool? I had no idea though. Ranger. I just thought he liked bees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the controlling them thing makes total sense. So, congratulations, yeah. show. You did it. You did it. Well, while Thornhill is incapacitated, this is not enough for Wednesday. Wednesday like says to Eugene, "Turn around, Eugene." Yeah. Like. I'm you don't want to see this. And then, I don't know what happened. Do you think she just, like, kicked her in the head? Is Thornhill dead? Is she still alive? What What do we think happened here? I think she's got to be alive, right? Yeah. Like, I think Wednesday just knocked her out. But it does yeah. make it sound like she was, like, about to, like, you know, murder <laughs> her hammer down. Yeah. 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 I mean, those shoes probably could murder someone. Uh, they are I, bulky. Yeah. Uh, the the children love those shoes nowadays. Um, but yeah, I don't think that she's dead. Uh, I don't think that this is. No, I was gonna say this isn't a murder show, but we've seen several murders. I just don't <laughs> yeah. think that Wednesday does the murdering. I I I do think she left her alive, but I I'm expecting like a like a almost a uh, well going back to the Marvel just a Scarlet Witch and Agatha situation Ooh. where it's like she leaves her alive, but she's definitely left her in like some sort of bad spot. That I'm sure we'll we'll again get to in season two. Because also, yeah. like, come on, you can't get rid of Christina Ricci in, in just one season. Like, we got to get more Christina Ricci in next season. Yeah, probably, but it's <laughs> yeah. iconic. Like, she's the, obviously iconic for this. I was trying yeah. to count the amount of adults that survived this first season, <laughs> and it's like the Adam's parents and the sheriff, and yeah. that is it. That's it. Yeah. That's all we have the budget for, people. Medical examiner, gone. gone. Principal, yeah. mayor, gone. gone. Mayor, principal, gone. gone. Mayor's gone. gone. Well, Owner it is a YA series. We don't need parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> parents don't exist in these worlds. That's very true. Yeah. I guess Uncle Fester is still out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. He only he, kind of counts as an adult. He's still at large. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the end of this fight, Wednesday makes her way out uh, back into the woods. Enid's coming to meet her, and we get this like, real, like Enid hugs Wednesday. Wednesday hugs Enid back. It. Like it's, <laughs> it's a good moment. It's a good moment. I love it. It was it was really great. I did love this like transition from like hugs aren't us to like no they could yeah could yeah hugs. brothers got a hug. Uh, very good. Um, I don't I don't ship the two of them though. I I, I do just like their friendship. Uh, but I have, I, I guess I'll save this for when we're talking about 
the wrap up show. I have seen an Enid theory that I think is interesting. Ooh, an Enid theory. Mm-hmm. You'll have to listen cool. to the wrap up podcast. I Kevin. know. Now I'm like, great. I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you later, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, Kevin, you could listen to a podcast on this <laughs> network. Melissa, if there's work. no point, <laughs> it's a brand. It's his brand. Yeah, like, it's a brand. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And so after her tour of talking to people, she goes on another tour to Mm. say goodbye to everybody because apparently, I mean, this does kind of make sense, you know, with the principal dead and all that uh, they canceled school. Yeah, for the rest of the year. So everyone's dead. (laughs) One of the teachers tried to murder everyone. Yeah. yeah enid wants her to visit her in san francisco because it's gray and foggy which i thought good sell enid like you knew exactly what to say uh wednesday apologizes or apologizes to bianca and we get that little moment of we're gonna need you for fencing next year so don't think you know don't think you got it got away with just killing crackstone like, there's okay. the real ship that we <laughs> again also shipping polycule all the way and then we get this goodbye between wednesday and xavier what did we think here i was like i thought she was just giving him like eyes before she was like oh he's just gonna like stare him down and then leave but she goes up and then he gives her a phone yeah, it's so expensive. Well, yeah, but also, I don't want to be on someone else's plan. Like, <laughs> I want to be out, like, what do you mean? Like, Xavier's going to control my phone? No, thank you. Yeah, he knows all the passwords and stuff. I mean, if your dad is an internationally renowned, uh, I guess, what, yeah. psychic, then you can probably afford yeah. an iPhone. Um, but uh, quite an extravagant gift to give someone. Um and I still don't completely know how they build back trust from the fact that Wednesday got him arrested for multiple murders. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a bit of agreement. <laughs> I also, I mean, I don't know what it is, but like, I'm with Melissa. Like, I felt more like Tyler and, and Wednesday had like yeah. a thing more than Xavier and, and Wednesday. So like, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't vibe with them together. It just doesn't work as well for me. I mean, I feel I like Wednesday has re- like routinely made it clear to Xavier that she's not interested. And I feel like dude is not getting the message. And I just, you know, buddy, you can just be friends. Nah. Don't shake up like <laughs> the situation. <laughs> I don't think they like gave those two characters enough moments for us to feel anything different than we yeah. should be shipping those. Two. And I, I think that plays to the plot. But like, I don't know, maybe... There was, who knows what stories they wrote for themselves. Yeah. He saved her life. And everyone knows that if you if someone saves your life, you have to start dating that person. And it's give true. that person a phone. Yes. A phone. Especially give them a phone. Obviously. Brand new iPhone to look like too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did like, uh, you know what a text is though, right? Like you, you know how to do that. And Wednesday leaves nevermore. I just, it really bothered me. I just have to say. That the Adams family did not come pick up Wednesday. It was just Lurch. Just, they just said Lurch. I was yeah. like, what? They were like, oh, someone came back from life and then tried to destroy you <laughs> in the school. Just a typical Monday morning. Enjoy your ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All by yourself. Well, with thing. But like, I don't know. Even Pugsley was there. Like, you know, come on. It's the Adams family, but anyway, it is the Wednesday. I guess that is the thing. Like we yeah. came into the show knowing her as part of the Adam- Adams family. We leave with her being Wednesday. Uh, but in the car, she I don't know how, but she gets a text. That message. was my question. How did someone get this number? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
my question is Xavier? <laughs> like, who else? Yeah, has right? No one else has this number, but his number is programmed into her phone. So, like, who is this? And also, I love it where it's like, here are photos of you. Yes. That it was like, yeah. I, I don't know. They were like, I'm trying to remember, but it was like these specific photos where I was like, yeah, like, it's not weird that you would have, like, yeah, this is her and like, it's like in public areas. It was yeah. like yeah. it mm-hmm. was like at the weather vane. And it was both of her receiving gifts because I think it was when Tyler gave her her like gave her a book for her, her birthday, I think, or something. Yeah. Like, there was a gift thing. And then it was when uh, Xavier gave her the phone. So I'm like, oh, what what's happening here? I and they were like cinematic. This wasn't like, hey, I'm watching you. Let me take a picture. This was like, let me frame and compose the photo <laughs> in the best way and then like run some Lightroom on it and then let me sh- let me share send it to you. I don't know. It's a little weird. Yeah. But you uh, gotta have a stinger at the end, I guess, for yeah, season two. I was I I literally too. watched the credits because I was like, is there gonna be a post-credit scene that gives us anything that's an indication? But no. And when we know there will be a season two because this is the most watched show yeah, for sure. on Netflix. Yeah. I loved it though. She's like driving away and she's like, you know, but there are still questions left unanswered. Oh. And I was like, are there? I thought you wrapped everything up. And then suddenly it's like this, this text message question. arrives, and I was like, Oh, I guess now there are. I literally wrote in my notes, we know, yo, that there are (laughs) are so many more questions. So many questions. Uh, But yes, as she leaves, uh, there's like a police truck with sirens. I don't know why. Again, I might be reading into too much, but I don't know why the sirens are on when Tyler's already like chained up in the car. But whatever. Run all those lights. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's sitting in the chair and he's like transforming. I don't know if he can control his transforming. We don't know, but I know the suspense is killing you, but we're going to have to wait until next season to find out the answers to all the questions. So that's episode eight of Wednesday. Um, Talking about the series overall thoughts. Were there any big wins for you? Any things that kind of left you disappointed? Uh, I mean, I I really like the series. Like from from episode one, and one of the reasons I was like I, I should come on this podcast. And I'm really glad I actually ended up coming on this with Melissa is just because immediately I'm like, oh, this is a YA series, and like it just all the YA tropes were there, and yeah. a lot of that speaks to me. Hence, I uh, podcast with Melissa about it. It, it. Like just the the ages, of course, but the the tone, the fact that it's a, oh, it's a school, and there's a bunch of people who have different powers and all this other stuff, and there's the chosen one stuff. Like all of that worked for me because it's again for the YA like um, a wrapper around it. But then there's also like these elements of like Wednesday as a character and the gothiness of Wednesday. And I think Jenna Ortega, more than anyone, I, I feel like Wednesday is a very much what her personality is like. Like it's very true to it. Some shifts and changes. Morticia and Gomez felt like off at times. You know, Gomez mm. is I love Luis Guzman, but like obviously Raul Julia has. And, and John Asset has made Gomez such an extravagant uh, character. And, like, um, uh, Lucy Guzman was a little more subdued, so that's a bit different. But she just really felt like her. And so, like, all those things really just worked for me. And, of course, then you throw Enid in there and you throw Bianca and you throw all this other stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I, this show is vibing with me. Um, is it perfect? I don't think so. Obviously, like, there's, there's, there's hiccups here and there. But, like, I don't know. As a fun YA show, it, it, really, it really works for me. Yeah I, yeah I love all the characters that we get to know I love getting to I love Wednesday getting to be in this main 
role, just like all by herself. I think she can totally carry a show uh, just around this character. And then all of the new side characters that we get to meet, I really enjoyed. And yeah, I like, again, binged this show in I think a day and then rewatched it all again in a day. Like it's a very great show. I do wish that like some of the plotting had just been tighter. Like I I feel like we are left with a weird amount of questions at this point that we're like, is this a plot point for season two? Is this a thing they did on purpose? Is it not? At what point did any of this, like, you know, some of the stuff with Tyler, like on my rewatch just confused me a bit more where I was like, wait, when is this genuine? Is this fake? Like, what's the, I, I don't feel like I look back on this show and I'm like, ah, everything makes sense now. It's like not that type of show. And I kind of just wish that some of that was a little bit tighter, but it's super enjoyable. I really loved it. Well, Tanya, what about you? Well, Jenna Ortega is a queen, you know, just a fantastic actress. And it's wild how young she is and how she's been able to have such a command over this character. You know, like this is the true essence of Wednesday Adams that we all kind of fell in love with uh, at various times in our lives. And uh, and the 90s were like huge for Wednesday and now getting her back uh, as well as like Bizarro Wednesday and having Christina Ricci be the main villain. I think it's really interesting. And I I'm, I also kind of want to uh, imagine what kind of show it would have been had Thora Birch, who was originally cast in Christina Ricci's role, had she stayed on. Like, would it have been as kitschy? Maybe not. Um, but yeah, I mean... I still have a lot of questions and there are uh, uh, even more things to discuss about kind of like the behind the scenes of this show and the the history of, you know, Tim Burton and his beliefs about characters in, in movies and television as well. But overall, you know, it's a fun watch. I, I think that if I had binged it, then I probably would have had so many different like like just watching it this way was really cool to watch it unfold over the weeks and binging it you know i probably would have moved on by now and had to rewatch it the same as melissa did but yeah enjoy taking this journey with you marissa what do you think what do i think well i think it was really fun and yes there are a lot of questions that are unanswered but it actually like got my imagination going in a way it hasn't necessarily, it was like a lot of what if, what if this, what if that, you know, like it, it got my, it led my brain to answer the questions that aren't answered yet. And I think sometimes in television in 2022, some TV shows try to answer all of the questions <laughs> um, a little, maybe too much, maybe not enough, but it's kind of nice to just kind of not know all of the things because that's what life is right like you you don't know Uh, I do have to say uh, you know one of the things that media does for me is I get to explore my cultural heritage because I don't have that strong of a connection with my Mexican side of the family so it was nice to see like from a heritage perspective not from like a person perspective but it was like nice to see that representation here um, through music through um, just thinking about death I talked about it on this podcast I did tell my dad I was like dad I think you could have written for the show like I think this is the thing you could have done mm-hmm. uh, but it was just really fun a fun place to be every you know every couple of days talking with you Latanya listening to everyone in the discord and I'm excited to see what happens in the next season and I really like I hope Jenna Ortega takes it I, I mean give her a movie at this point you know like it's it's a fun place to hang out yes it could have been, you know, there are some things that could have been better, but I'll go to Nevermore 
over and over again if I need to. Yeah. I, uh, there's two things I, I, I will, I will, I will say, right. Like to not criticism necessarily. Well, one is a criticism actually. I'll, and I'll just hit that one first. One thing that was bonkers to me that I just have to call out. And maybe you guys already did, but the, when you write a show, right? Like you, you write the characters and you're going for a theme. And as a writer, you just write the thing and you don't know who's going to be cast in what role. So you don't know what actor is being played. And like I, the, the scene where Morticia and Wednesday confront the mayor, I, I understood when you're writing that scene, how you're trying to do <laughs> yes, a moment yes, of yes. like, oh yeah, this is a female empowerment moment. But then you have Morticia say to the mayor, you don't understand what it's like not to have the police believe you? And I was like, yep, ooh, yep, yep, they yep, didn't know yep. that they cast a black man in this role, did they? That was wild. Like, that was one of those moments yep. where I was like, you should have rewrote that line. Like, yeah. yep, 100%. I'm all yeah. for, like, you know, it's just one of those things where I was just like, oh, I know what you were trying. Oh, boy. Um, So, like, that's, that's that. But the yeah. other thing, and this isn't a criticism, but I know that the show is not going to be for everyone. Obviously, the YA vibes aren't for everyone. But I think if you're going into the show... I was at first expecting this is like this is gonna be the Adams family. Yeah. But I think it's important to know this is not the Adams yeah. family, but it's also like I think at its core it's very different. Um and this was something my wife and I had a discussion over because she wasn't as into it. And I think her reasons are very valid. For me, and I, I'm not the only man who's uh, or the person who's made this comparison, but it it's like what Riverdale is to Archie Wednesday is to the Adams family, right? Like it is that type of like very different very like we're doing our own thing um yeah. so i think if you're coming in thinking about the adams family you're just not going to hit it now did the adams family need a reinvention like this De debatable <laughs> debatable but we got it and that's what they were going for so I, I can appreciate that um i do think it does miss the core of the adams family which is that there's no magic one and two it's just they're just a bunch of weirdos in a normal world and that's not quite what's <laughs> happening here uh, although my wife did also point out that's kind of the premise, though, of what we do in the shadows and that they're just a yep. bunch of weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I just think it's important to note that, like, knowing that is going to help you going into the show. Yes. I, I, I just don't want people to come into the show with false ideas, I guess, and understand, like, this is what makes it enjoyable. And if you're not here for that, more power to you. But. Yeah, like that was that saying that on the podcast for the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> if you're coming into the show and listening to this episode so first, just want to listen to all of all of the podcast and, and watch the world it. burn. <laughs> you do you, however you want yeah. to do yeah. it. Yeah. That's the reverse, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean that was something that it took me a little getting used to because I was like, oh, this is an Adams family property, you know, like I'm going to expect these family vibes and we only got like two episodes of family vibes and we got some three really... technically if you encounter the fest that's true yeah the fester episode yep um but then we get like some nods to to things but i think it they had to give us enough for wednesday to stand on her own and i think they succeeded in the end but yes you do yeah. kind of have to like switch your brain and be like okay this is like a parallel universe this is not exactly the same thing that i'm that i'm used to although you know one of the things that i did not explore a lot before watching this which i hope to do before um going into the wrap-up show is just kind of reading some comics mm -hmm. of where like this family has been with us like for so long in so many different forms and everything that it's really just kind of cool that they're still here yeah 
anyway, season two. Any big? You want? Let's lay down our theories now. <laughs> any big okay. predictions? What do I, we got? I watched a theory that Enid was the person that sent the text message. Ooh. But how does she know the phone number? That's a great question. <laughs> I just don't. Maybe Enid, through all of her gossip mongering, uh, knows the person who works at the Ooh. phone store because there's only got there's got to be only one place to get a phone in the small town in Vermont. That's true. Right? It's a very small town. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho with so many corners. Um, for secrets to hide. That's what she said. <laughs> there's so many corners for secrets to hide in Jericho. Anybody else got something? Uh, I am curious about how much of Tyler and Thornhill we will see in season two. I don't think Mm -hmm. we've seen the last of either of them, but I think it's going to be like a Tyler's like locked away in a facility and Wednesday has to like go like get answers out of him kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or in She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I have like predictions for story, but there's definitely ones. And I do, I would like more of the rest of the Adams family, but also like extended. Like we got the painting of uh, an ancestor of Cousin It, but I would love to see Cousin It show up. Yeah, I would yeah. love a little bit more of that, like elements to come into play. Like give us some time on, on, on the, the family homestead, I think would be really fun to get more of like the, the Adams family mansion, I think is such a unique place so maybe like Enid actually comes to visit her or something like it could be really fun um so like those are the things I would like a little bit more of is is maybe uh yeah a little bit more corporations of the other parts of the Adams family lore so to speak all I gotta say is if there's nothing about this freaking cult the show (laughs) like I need to know you don't name a cult morning song and do all this stuff and my brain's already like well what kind of cult is it like what do they do how are they like how many people are they are they the same thing they, like, they, the same thing all cults do rip people <laughs> off fair, fair. but, but like, still like, like i i you can't introduce a cult and then take it away <laughs> i love them so much they're terrible true, they're so don't join them but they're so fascinating it's just I like, want it's like mlm aspect killers. to it yeah. yes yes exactly yeah like i just want to see how culty it could be yeah. um what's the scale of cultishness <laughs> And yeah, they just sell a lot of those like pale leggings, right? That's all yeah. it is. <laughs> and also, um, I'd like for there to be some exploration of some relationship, familiar relationships that are not mother daughter, or yeah. for them to really dig into them a little bit. They just kind of like said, "You have a problem with your mom. You have a problem with your mom. You have a problem with your mom." Okay. Not everybody does, or if they do, are they working on it? Like, give some more depth here, or maybe explain, like, Wednesday's relationship with her dad, and is that different? And does she harbor any, like, resentment against Gomez for not helping her with her relationship with her mom? Like, how does that all come into play? Because it was just, like, mom trauma everywhere. Yeah. And, um, like, everybody. It was, like, parents weekend. Oh, wow. Everybody has, has issues with mom. So... Yeah, I adored the scene where Gomez was locked up and Wednesday talks about um, you uh, took me, gosh, I'm forgetting the specifics, even though I watched this yesterday, uh, but like all the examples of like the things that he had done for her that basically taught her how to be like independent yeah. and, and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like a really cute moment. And like, 
the Gomez casting for me was just like did not hit, did not track, but I like did like that one scene and that one sort of like tender like father daughter moment. I also have to say, Enid's dad sucks. Don't just stand there while <laughs> your wife yes. is a total what jerk I- to your daughter, and then like well, after the fact, be like, yeah, but we are on the same team, right? It's fine. It's like no, say like, something no, to your say wife. Stuff, help the, me. Yeah, yeah, it's the the mom's the alpha pack leader, <laughs> and so he he can't really say anything in front of the alpha pack leader. <laughs> Maybe he was in a pool with some piranhas at some point in his life. <laughs> Piranha. So was that Coach Beard also? Her dad looked a lot like Coach Beard. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else we want to say about season one of Wednesday? Uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's yeah. Fun, yeah. I, I'm, right. I didn't expect to really, really get into the show as yeah, much as I did, but boy, did I. <laughs> Fine family fun. Two enthusiastic thumbs up. <laughs> well, we are wrapping up this podcast. Posture Recaps is also wrapping up 2022. So if we would love to hear from you to help us form our 2023. So if you could head on over to Posture Recaps slash posturerecaps.com slash survey 2022 and weigh in so we know what podcast you want to hear next year that would be great again the the url is posturerecaps.com slash survey 2022 outside of that where can people listen to everyone here on the pod we'll start with you dr melissa Sure. Follow me on Twitter, Melissa W28. You can hear Kevin and I talking about Doctor Who over on the YA spinoff Who A with the great Adam H. Uh, We are wrapping up our first David Tennant season going into... So quick. Yeah, we're really uh, flying through it. And so, yeah, it's it's a good time to kind of jump in as we start this next season. If you haven't been listening along, it's okay. You can just kind of jump in now. We're doing a bit of a curated watch so that people who've always felt like Doctor Who was like a thing on their periphery, but it was too overwhelming. You can just kind of come along with us as we pick out the episodes that are good to watch and kind of give you the the Coles notes for the other ones. So uh, yeah, otherwise, what else? Oh, I'm talking about His Dark Materials with Rich. Uh, So season three is airing on HBO right now. It's so good, y'all. It's been so fun. If you read The Golden Compass and those books at all, check it out. Even if you didn't, honestly, the show's really good. So I highly recommend. And watch uh, Kevin and I also playing Dungeons & Dragons over on twitch.tv slash dmphilly. We are coming up to the end of our season two of our Dragonfly show, D&D in Space. Uh, and so again, kind of another good time to jump in there as we are going to launch season three in the new year. In more space? More space, yeah. It's still space. Just as much space. Dragonfly season three, even spacier. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Kevin, what about you? Uh, well, uh, so yeah, definitely the Huey podcast with Melissa. Uh, we also just wrapped up not too long ago the Mighty Ducks Game Changer season two, which was very fun. Uh, Mighty Ducks, I believe, the first thing Melissa and I ever podcasted about. Uh, very fun times. Um, and then, of course, uh, you can check me out on Everything is Super, uh, the podcast I do with Josh Wiggler, in which we've been covering um, co- all things comic book, really. And we have just started now our dive into the DCEU. We have done Man of Steel, uh, and we're about to do Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice, colon, the Ultimate Edition. Uh, uh, yeah. The <laughs> so, uh, Yes, that one's coming up next. Uh, and we also just did Mike Bloom, myself, Sasa Joseph, and uh, Jason Reed did the best of 2022 
uh, recap, whatever you want to call it over there as well. So that should be coming out very soon where we give out our superlatives uh, ah. to a few different shows and characters and everything. <laughs> um, uh, spoiler, Black Panther was on a lot of them. <laughs> but it was uh, it was a really great time there. What else do I have going on? I, I think that's I think that's mainly it for me. I'm also trying to think, is there any show I want to plug that I've been watching but I can't Ooh. really come to mind? I just started Willow, actually. I just started Yay. Willow and I really enjoyed that first episode. So um, if you are a fan of the old show or you're just in for some like classic fantasy, uh, definitely check that out on Disney+. Plus. Also it's be covered one. by Rich and Taylor right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's a fun one. Both the pod and the show. Latanya, what about you? Well, the We Got Y'all crew just finished our Atlanta 2022 year in review podcast. So if you enjoyed the show and our podcast, we talk about both seasons three and four as they are the only seasons that we covered, but also they happened pretty much back to back. There wasn't very much time between those two. So please check that out. Um, you can find me uh, and the great Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess herself, doing a full season recap of The Crown. We talked about all of it, including why season five was uh, our least favorite of all of them so far, even though it had, in my opinion, the best material to work with. Um, we are going to be doing the 2022 year in review season uh, podcasts about Andor and all other Star Wars related content that happened uh, in the year 2022, as well as some House of the Dragon fun stuff that's going to happen. Um, so I'm excited about those. Um, I will be uh, with someone, not sure yet, um, talking about the TV show Fleischman is in Trouble on Hulu. Um, so yeah, join me and a soon to be determined co-host as we talk all about that lovely, lovely show, um, in its entirety. Um, Marissa and Sarah Ferguson and I also talked about dead to me the entire, uh, third and final season. So you can check that out and, um, you can follow me on Twitter at LK Starks for, musings about all kinds of things you can follow me on instagram at stormborn 1222 where i am now going to be hawking products apparently because people want me to do that so that's going to be fun check out what i'm selling (laughs) well as for myself you can find me here on potion recaps talking about a little show known as cobra kai and reminiscing all of the fun and ridiculousness that happened in 2022 with two seasons of that show we are still waiting to hear about season six it's gotta happen i don't really know what's but i don't know what's take come on come on finish it up before the end of 2022 i need to know Um, i mean netflix does have money (laughs) but it's like one of their it's like i know one of their biggest properties so like i don't know i don't know what's going on get your get your stuff together netflix like come on Um, outside of that uh at the time this podcast airs i will have talked about the national treasure show with uh jessica sterling we're talking all about the natty and the treasure, <laughs> and our good friend Nicholas Cage, the patron saint of uh, Poshery Cabs. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be talking to her about that. Other than that, you can find me also on Twitter at MarsBars, M A R Z B A R S, and also on a patron only podcast known as Mediapedia, where we answer the big questions about media and pedia. And everyone on this podcast has been on Mediapedia. So thank you so much. All right, friends, we've got one more podcast coming your way, the wrap-up show next week. But until then, stay spooky.